leadership development and the cultivation of the next generation of leaders is a worthwhile investment. A quote by the 100 Black Men of America Incorporated. All this month, we've been doing a Black History Month series where we covered an important topic that I believe was worth the discussion on the Maximize Your Brand podcast. Week one, we talked about building legacy with Don Harden. Week two, we talked about building community with Danielle McGee. Week three, we talked about building generational wealth with Charles Winfrey, all who were entrepreneurs, individuals who have made an indelible mark in the world as today's leaders. But what about tomorrow's leaders? What about the next generation of leaders? And I could think of nobody else to talk about this topic than Dr. Alex O. Ellis, who is the founder of a great organization that we will discuss during the interview. And so today we're going to be talking about building the next generation of leaders in Black America. You don't want to miss it. This is going to be a great conversation. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another live episode of the Maximize Your Brand podcast. So excited that you are with me again this week for this Black History Month series, Black History Month series that we've been doing all month long. And we've come to the final week, the final week of this series, and it's going to be another good one. We went to week one. Week one was all about building lasting Legacy. Week two was about building a compelling community. Week three was all about building generational wealth. And this week, we're going to be talking about the next generation of leaders, building the next generation of leaders. Because what good is it to have a fruitful community, to be focused only on your legacy and to be building generational wealth and you're not investing in who's coming after you. That's what black history has been all about, about those ancestors and those who by blood, sweat, and tears gave their lives, gave of their energy, gave of their work in order for us today to have the the freedoms that we do have. We still have a long way to go, but we have made some great strides. But before we get started, I always like to invite you to become a part of my community. And I have a free gift that I want to exchange with you called the seven stages to shifting your brand. If you are someone who is in corporate America, a career professional who's been thinking about leveraging your expertise, leveraging your passion, leveraging your purpose to create what I like to call a freedom-based business, 
then this is a one-page PDF that's going to give you a step-by-step guide on things that you really need to be thinking about in order to shift from employee to entrepreneurship, in order to shift your brand to becoming a sought-after speaker, coach, or consultant. So if you just text the word brand me, keyword brand me, all one word, to 77222, that's brand me, all one word to 77222, you'll get that free PDF, seven stages to shift your brand to really help you to start thinking about some things that you will need to do. One more time, text brand me, all one word, to 77222. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to read briefly the bio of my guest today, somebody who I met, I think, almost about five years ago now. Uh, he, I had been following him for quite some time and had the privilege of meeting him during a, a mastermind that I participated in and was a part of. And it was just a great opportunity to make a connection. And then later, he became also one of my fraternity brothers. So you've got Alpha all the way through this episode. But we are going to introduce my guest. My guest is Dr. Alex O. Ellis. Let me read his bio real quick. Dr. Alex Ellis is an award-winning author, speaker, activist, and connoisseur of style. Let me tell you, this man knows style. Dr. Ellis is turning heads across the nation through his inspirational message and well-dressed stature. He has been featured on CNN, Black Enterprises, Our World television show, The 700 Club, BET, and The Steve Harvey Morning Show. Dr. Ellis is heralding a powerful message on image from the inside out as well as he is an educated man, because you know all alphas are educated men. He holds a BS in industrial engineering from North Carolina A&T. He's an HBCU graduate. He also holds a Master's of Arts and a Doctorate of Ministry degree from the New Brunswick Theological Seminary. You know, I had a preacher last week. I have another preacher this week. Yielding to the call of social responsibility, Dr. Ellis is the founder of the Tide to Greatness nonprofit organization, which is the organization that I originally started following him because I was really big and mentor at the time. And so without any further delay, we're going to go ahead and bring in my guest this evening, Dr. Alex O. Ellis, what's up, Frat? <laughs> what's up, Frat? How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm doing great. I appreciate you joining me for this episode of the Maximize Your Brand podcast. I am have been following you for years. We finally had an opportunity to uh, meet about five years ago, and then we caught up one time. We were both in New York at the same time yeah, and did a yeah. little shopping, and so, you know, so good to have you on. But I gave a little brief information about you, but i like for my guests to give us a little bit more detailed information from their own mouth to let us know how you show up in the world. Sure. First of all, man, it is a privilege to be with you on your podcast tonight. I, I, I feel that I'm, I'm already six, seven, but I just got an inch taller by <laughs> podcast. So um, this, is, uh, this is an honor to share with you, man. I see you making incredible moves. And, uh, and I'm extremely proud of the work that you're doing and glad to be able to join my voice uh, for your listeners 
uh, on this evening. And so I am Dr. Alex Ellis. And uh, like you mentioned, I am a graduate of North Carolina A&T State University. So I graduated with a degree, a degree in industrial engineering. Um, but somewhere halfway through my matriculation at A&T, I realized that engineering really wasn't my passion, um, that I knew that, um, well, I'd always been taught by my parents to get a great job, um, to get a degree, get a great job, and then to be able to take care of your family, all right? And so that was a time when pensions were in place and retirement packages and all of that wonderful stuff, a, a lot different than the way things are now. And so I, I realized, although engineers made a lot of money, that really wasn't in my heart to do. And so uh, I figured, hey, listen, my parents don't have the money for me to change uh, my course midstream. So I figured that anyone would, you know, would honor the rigor that it would and discipline that it takes to graduate with an engineering degree. So I finished um, A&T with, with a degree and uh, a bachelor of science degree in industrial engineering. But when I got out, I was in, in search of purpose, you know, God, what, what do you want me to do? What am I really supposed to do with my life? But my entire life I had been speaking. And that's one thing about purpose. And I know that your podcast is built around purpose. Purpose leaves clues. Mm. So at, at, man, I was from a kid, um, doing a recital during Christmas or um, a Toastmasters class in undergrad or um, in a, a speaking contest at church uh, when I was younger. Like I could just trace all of these opportunities. If I was in a group at work and someone had to represent the group in a breakout session. All right, Alex, you talk good. You should be the one to represent the group. And so I really began to pay attention to those little glimpses of purpose in my life. And God weaves a thread through them all that ultimately ultimately leads uh, to your purpose. And mm -hmm. so I went back to I went to seminary to get my master's degree and then on to get my doctorate degree around the work that I do with young men of color. I um, am the founder of a nonprofit organization called Tied to Greatness. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we, uh, just a quick story, uh, we were having prayer at the top of every service. I'm an associate pastor at Abundant Life in New Brunswick, New Jersey. And so we would open up the service with a half hour prayer. And this mother comes to the front. I'll never forget it with her teenage son. And I mean, she's dragging this boy to the altar. And he's like, oh, my mom is making me come to this altar. And so she comes in front of me and I says, well, you know, how can I agree with you in prayer? And so she says, well, I need you to pray for my son. He's he's not listening. He's cutting class. He's smoking. He's sleeping with these girls. And I mean, he's out of control. And I just need help. And she broke down profusely crying. And so then at that moment, I realized that this young man not only needed prayer, but needed a positive male role model in his life. He was the oldest of five that she was raising by herself as a single mother. And so by becoming a part of his life, I really learned just how critical mentoring is in our community and the void that so many young men of color have. Uh, without having a positive male role model in their lives. And so beginning to mentor him just really exposed me to the fact that he wasn't an anomaly, you know, but he was just a microcosm of a greater epidemic in our communities that really called, called for men 
like ourselves to right. step up to the plate to kind of fill in that gap. And you know, that's so great, which is why I wanted to do this episode. And, and what was so interesting today when I had emailed you and shared you the the topic for today, you were able to email me back a sermon that you re- recently did. And I was like, wow, look how God aligns certain things sure. because I had spoken with you the early part of this month and we had agreed on the fourth Monday, but had no, I didn't have a topic at the time, you know? And so for us to be able to talk about this topic about building the next generation of leaders, why is it important for us? You know, because what's interesting is, is that, you know, that next generation used to be me, <laughs> me but now that I, you know, have entered into my forties, I'm thinking, you know, wow, the next generation is no longer me. Like I, I'm the current generation. And so what does it mean to really start focusing on the next generation when you hear? Yeah, I I, like you. I'm used to being the young man in the room. But, bro, it's it's we're 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 passing that stage (laughs) I'm in my 40s. For a few more days and uh, on the 26th of next month, man, I'll be 50. And what? so, uh, yeah, yeah. So, I, but I'm, the older I get, the more I am conscious of legacy, right? I am conscious of passing the baton to the next generation. And so I believe that life isn't measured by the abundance of things. Mm. We got enough things. Like we got shoes and, and suits and cars and homes and all of that and monetary success. But Shirley Chisholm says this. She says that service is the rent you pay while here on earth, right? And so it becomes what's your service to humanity? What's your service to our community? And I think that this is this is a critical question, even in light of us uh, celebrating a Black History Month, that, that we begin to uh, not just celebrate Black history, but to become Black history. And so I preached a message yesterday called You Got Next. And so the the focus of the message was to teach people to glean from the lives of the greats. Right. And so recently we've lost so many of the greats from um, Kobe Bryant to Cicely Tyson to Dr. Frederick Casey Price, Bishop Delano Ellis. And I mean, the list of the list goes on. uh, John Congressman John Lewis. And so many of our icons have passed. So now it becomes our turn, right, to glean from their lives, not to just look at their lives like, oh, my God, they were so amazing. And they were. But to take an active seat in learning from what they did and how they did it. What were their disciplines? What were their habits? What were their convictions? Um, What was their faith like that allowed them to make the mark that they did? In the world, even in the midst of segregation and and so many obstacles that seemed insurmountable, even with the little that they had, they made such a major impact. And so now it's our turn to not just keep the light on ourselves and our own achievements and how many followers we have and how great we are. But it's time for us to turn around and make sure that we're empowering of the next generation because they need us. They need us to be hands-on. Uh, they need a blueprint. You know, if I told you uh, just to um, 
there is a bank downtown. I'm taking you into a city. Just say I take you to New York City. And I say, man, um, deposit this money for me in Chase Bank on uh, Broadway and 43rd Street. Like if you're not familiar with New York, it's going to take you a long time to find that bank. But if I give you a map, a, a GPS system, it's going to be a lot easier for you to find. And so that's what we have to become to the next generation. We've got to lay out that that map, that GPS system to help them navigate so that they can walk into their greatness just like we have. That's so good. That's so good. We have a comment. James, I think he was quoting what you said. He said, don't just celebrate black history. It's time to become black history. And and, and yeah. I, I like that because we, we as African-Americans, we as black uh, individuals, we are living black history every, every single day. Every day. day. Every, Every single day. day. And and we're not relegated to simply just one month. You know, we right. it, 365 days a year, black history yeah. is happening. Right. Absolutely. And so we Let have to say, ask ourselves the question, what role do we are we playing in the creating right. of black? Absolutely. History? And so and let me say this. History is not confined to something that you find on our bookshelves. Right. I think we think history is getting an Academy Award, getting an Oscar, getting a championship ring, um, becoming a politician, um, being on television, becoming a celebrity. Like all of those things are nice. But if you are a teacher, if you're a black male teacher and you are a presence, a physical presence in the lives of young men of color, that they can see an educated man that's responsible, that's articulate, that loves his community. Sir, you are making black history every day you go to the classroom or every day that you show up virtually. That's black history. You know, and oftentimes we think it's some big uh, act of grandeur that constitutes Black history, but every day, if you're if you're a nurse and you're providing quality health care for marginalized people who so desperately deserve to be taken care of, you are making black history. And so I, I want black history to become tangible to your audience, right? Not something that's amiss, that's so far out of reach, but with the gifts and the talents and the abilities that God has given you right where you are, make your mark and live and operate in excellence. And that's black history. Right. You know, as I was listening to you talk, you know, many people may be asking and you may have asked all month long, you know, Markeith, you're all about, you know, personal branding. You're all your podcast is named Maximize Your Brand. And the fact of the matter is, is that they might be asking, you know, well, how does this even relate to the work that you do? And it relates to the work that I do because the, the my business, the podcast, and all that I do around helping individuals to leverage what I believe they're called to do in order to create a business behind that in which their innate giftings are, was founded on a quote by the late Dr. Miles Monroe. And he simply said this, and this piece of the quote changed my whole trajectory of what I needed to be doing it with my life. He said that the greatest failure in life is to be successful at the wrong assignment. Mm -hmm. What we're talking about today yeah. is helping the next generation be successful at the right thing that they were called to do, whether that's teacher, 
businessman, businesswoman, whether that's, you know, opening a janitorial service, whether that's being the next funeral directors in their community, the next doctors, the next lawyers, the next entrepreneurs, the next tech gurus. The fact of the matter is, is that really maximizing your brand means that it's a holistic approach, I like to say, that you really are aligning yourself with your purpose. And, and this is the piece that I love that God gave me, that you're aligning yourself with your purpose and putting it on full display to the world. Yes. yes. That's a maximized I brand. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Like the Bible says that, that a man doesn't take a light and put it under a bushel, yes. right? It, it is time for us to be unapologetically great. Yeah. And that's not a chip on your shoulder. That's not a, a, a point of arrogance, but it's a confidence in who God made you, that, that we are kings and queens, that there is greatness that's on the inside. It, it, it said like this, that we have this treasure in an earthen vessel. Mm -hmm. Right. So that means the, the most beautiful, rich part of me is the part that you can't even see. Yeah. Like you think. A person is handsome, like that. That's that's just the icing. The cake is even better than that. If you yeah, think yeah. she's beautiful, like what's inside of her is even better. Yeah. And so it's time for us to shine and to walk into our greatness. I think one of the things that's that's important, you know, that I share um, regarding um, identifying and maximizing your brand is is the idea of authenticity because so many of us are trying to be the next Oprah or 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 um you might be trying to be the next Beyonce like those those spots are already taken and I think it's important for for us as individuals to do the work and to find out who am I created to be I I have a fingerprint that no one else out of the millions and billions of people in this world, no one has the same fingerprint as I have. And so I'm uniquely made and created. And so along with that unique creation comes a unique assignment. And so I think it's really getting clear on who you uh, who you are authentically and not that, you know, you're just trying to be someone else and you're looking at what other people are doing and you're comparing yourself to what other people are doing on social media and all of those things. Man, it's really time for you to put those blinders on, right? And have laser focus on what you are on what you're called to do so that so that you can leave your leave the world a better place than you found it. So good, so good. We're already 24 minutes into the episode and we hadn't really got to some of those points oh, that I man. Get to, but that's okay. okay. That's Let's okay. Go. We're actually going to take a quick break. And when we come back right after this commercial break, we're going to really kind of talk about some of the things that Dr. Alex had in his sermon, because I believe that they're really the principles of what we need to be investing in our next generation of leaders. So we'll be right back right after this commercial break. Are you a corporate executive or career professional who's ready to take your life back, ready to take your time back, and you've thought about becoming a coach, a speaker, a trainer, or consultant in your own business? Well, I want to invite you to schedule a brand maximization discovery session so that I can help you to uncover that expertise and learn how to properly package yourself 
in an online-based business. I'm Markeith Brayton, personal brand strategist and master lifestyle coach, who's all about helping corporate executives and career professionals to maximize and monetize their personal brand online so that they can create a location-free business and live the life that they crave. What I know for sure is that you want to be doing something that's fulfilling and that's exciting and that provides great value to the world. You want to make a greater impact on the lives of individuals. And you know that if you keep doing what you've always done, you'll always get the results that you've always got. So schedule a brand maximization discovery session by going to my website, markeithbrayton.com forward slash consultation. That's markeithbrayton.com forward slash consultation. And let's maximize and monetize your personal brand. Welcome back. We are with my guest today, uh, Dr. Alex Ellis, who is uh, a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal man, phenomenal preacher, phenomenal speaker, uh, phenomenal entrepreneur. You know, he has a lot of things that uh, he wears the hat for. But today we're focusing in on the topic of building the next generation of leaders. And and Dr. Alex, what I want to do is let's start with uh, talking a little bit about your organization because that helps to kind of set us up in why you have the passion behind uh, building the next generation of leaders, particularly African-American males. Yeah, so I, 12 years ago, this month actually, so we're in our anniversary month, uh, 12 years ago, I started a nonprofit organization called Tied to Greatness. And so I, at the time, I was a custom clothier. And so, of course, style and image was very important to me and my clients. Um, but that was at the top of the sagging jeans craze, right? So everybody had the jeans sagging and all of that. And um, I think oftentimes young men didn't realize that, you know, your image is power, right? And so based on how you present yourself to the world, in, in many cases determines how people um, how people perceive you, how people respond to you. And so uh, the the effort, uh, the vision of the nonprofit is to impact and to enrich the image, character and esteem of inner city high school males. And so what we've been doing over the last 12 years, man, we've been going to high schools across the country. And what we'll do is I will I will get uh, the, the principal to buy into me having their male students for the afternoon. And so it is it is just so hilarious to see these students uh, coming down to the auditorium or in some cases the gymnasium. And they think that they're you know going to watch a film or they just going to chill out for the rest of the afternoon. And they walk into the auditorium and is filled with men from their community that are suited and booted. Like, come on in, son. Come on in. And so, man, we spend the afternoon sharing with these young men uh, the importance and the power of their image. And what's so beautiful is the the League of Distinguished Gentlemen covers every profession imaginable. So there are men that are bankers, men that are entrepreneurs, they're CEOs, men that are professional singers. Sometimes we have actors. Sometimes we have uh, professional Athlete, you know. Then we have 
other guys that are postmen, you know, other guys that are teachers, other guys that are nurses and doctors. And, and so oftentimes for young men of color, they think that the only way out of the hood is to either become a rapper or to become a, a professional athlete. And so what we show them is you have options, mm. right? So that you're not limited to those being the only two options to success in life. Right. But you can be a painter. You can be an artist. You can be a gamer. Right. That you love playing, playing games. All right. So you can you can create the games. There's so many different things that you can do. So to see these men, to hear from them, to hear their stories is just so inspirational to these young men. And, you know, then we culminate uh, the afternoon's activities with a, a tie tying ceremony mm. where. Uh, we get to teach the young men how to tie ties. And so that seems to be something, you know, I'm sure some of your guests are like, okay, tying the tie, what's the big deal? You know, but uh, tie tying is kind of a rites of passage for a young man going from, you know, being a boy into being a, a, a young adult, right? Because as a little boy, you don't normally wear ties. But, you know, when you start putting ties in your wardrobe, it means you're you know, you're, you're a little more mature now. You know, there are some more professional events and things that you're going to be going to uh, that you need the proper attire for. And so it it has an immediate impact on their esteem for them to, you know, learn how to tie the tie. There is an immediate connection between the young man, the student and the adult man that has taken time out of his schedule to spend with this young man. Uh, it bridges a it bridges a gap that existed between generations, and um, and now this adult man gets an opportunity to even mentor this young man on an ongoing basis, and so it's it's a win win all around. Yeah. And uh, man, from from twelve years ago to now, we've reached over ten thousand young men, uh, both nationally and internationally, man, and. Um, and God be praised for uh, the impact we've been able to make on the lives of young men. Nice, nice, nice. You know, and I and, and that's how I became connected to your organization and to following you was because I was doing a lot of mentoring. I actually had left my career uh, in healthcare and went into teaching uh, in the wow. inner city high schools of Nashville here. And they had what was called transition to teaching and they were looking for black males, particularly in the sciences, the math area, and my undergrad degree was in biology and minored in okay. chemistry. Go figure. <laughs> and so I was just a shoe in, right? And wow, what a task. But I understood those three, four years that I was teaching why I was there for that season. And yeah. I started a program called Men of Distinction, and I followed your pattern for those young men. Awesome. And on the weekends, they would ride, take the city bus just to come to the weekend meetings to come play basketball. Um, at the time, we were teaching them to step, you know, so I would have some of my fraternity brothers come and invest some time. From some of our fraternity brothers come and invest yes. some time uh, with them. And so it was just a tremendous, tremendous effort. And so as we kind of transition into, you know, giving a, few, a little bit of content around this whole idea of building the next generation of leaders, I really like some of the points that were in your, your sermon using the story of Elijah and Elijah. And so let's break down some of those things that we really need to pay attention 
as, as it pertains to investing into the next generation, what would you say would be that first step or first point you would like to highlight in investing in the next generation? Sure. I, I'll say this. You know, one of the first things Elijah does is he notices Elisha and he he grants him an opportunity to come, right? So he, the Bible says that he throws his mantle, his cloak on him. And from, from, from that moment, Elisha stops plowing oxen in his father's field and he follows Elijah. But Elijah had to see Elisha first. He noticed him first. And I think sometimes as adults, as successful men, as successful women, I think sometimes we can just have tunnel vision. We're so focused on our careers and upward mobility and the next position and the next, you know, the the corner office and all the things that that we want to do for our own personal advancement that sometimes we don't notice the next generation. And I want to encourage your audience to be deliberate about noticing and seeing the next generation. Because isn't that what we all want in life? We all want to be seen. That that someone says, I see you, I, I, I notice you, and that you have value. And Elijah saw value in Elisha um, and then Elisha made the choice to follow. And so even for those that that might be on this podcast tonight, that might even be millennials, um, you know, I want to encourage you to when you have a de- what I call a destiny moment, mm. when someone does notice you or when you do have an opportunity to connect with someone because greatness is not found in isolation, right? You 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 gotta you gotta connect and follow somebody greater than yourself. And and the beautiful thing about it is is when you do, it cuts your learning curve in half. That that what it took us four years, five years in college, um, you know, connecting with the right person, man, you could learn those lessons without having to bump your head repeatedly. Um, some of the mistakes we've made in our careers, mistakes we've made in relationships, you know, with the right mentor, with the right coach, it can prevent you from making those same mistakes. But you got to be willing to follow. Yeah. Right. That, that you have to admit that someone else knows more than you. And I know that that's hard to believe at 20 and 21 and 25 because you think you got life on lock, that you know everything. And whatever you don't know, Markeith, you can Google. <laughs> you think you're good. But, but the truth is, there is so much about life that you just don't know. Even as grown men, we are still right. learning on a daily basis. Daily basis. So, you know, I, I maintain the posture of a student. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's important for you you know, to follow someone else. I, you know, during your commercial break, you know, you talking about people having an opportunity to connect with you, to build their brand. That's an opportunity to follow, Mm. right? Investing in a coach, investing in a mentor. Um, And so for some of us, we say, you know, well, due to COVID and, and due to the pandemic and I can't travel, 
But that's the beautiful thing about phones and that's the beautiful thing about iPads and, and laptops that that even virtually um, you can download books, you can watch videos, you can follow someone on social media, you can jump in a club room, you can get in somebody's DMs and yeah. say, hey, listen, I'm a college student, I'm a high school student, and I really, um, I really admire you know, the work that you're doing. Uh, how can I gain more information or what books mm -hmm. would you suggest that I read at this point um, in my life? What type of internship opportunities would you recommend? You know, but you got to shoot your shot. Right. Shoot your shot. Don't mm -hmm. feel I'm too young. You know, nobody cares. It's not going to matter. They're not going to hit me back. Listen. When I find somebody that I want to connect with, Marquise, bro, I'm I'm a stalker. Like you didn't you didn't read that in my bio, but like on for real, like I'm a stalker. Like I'm a I'm a because I'm that hungry. Right. Like you got to be hungry. This isn't a passive sport. Like if you're like, well, they didn't they didn't email me back. Well, I called and they didn't call me back. Listen, they have something that you want. Mm -hmm. And people that are worth following are busy people. Busy people, right. They're not just sitting around, you know, biting their fingers or sitting around with nothing to do. No, busy people are on the move. So you get in where you can fit in, you know. So before approaching that person, I suggest, how about you read their book? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How about you listen to their, the season of their podcast? Right. So that when you do have a conversation with them, you can say, I remember you saying in your podcast, X, Y, and Z. I remember that you recommended such and such in your book. I followed your advice and I did this. Mm -hmm. And that would demonstrate to them that you are hungry and that you are proactive um, and you're taking the driver's seat in, in direction toward reaching your destiny. That's important. As leaders today, you know, how important is it for for us when we when we pay attention and acknowledge that leadership quality in the next generation? How how important for us to help to tease out the best qualities of the individual? You know, because we live in a society, you and I both kind of have a similar story as it pertains to the whole education piece. We live in a society that pushes up on us what they believe uh, success will be. You know, the college education, you know, graduate school, you know, degree up and then get into corporate America or, you know, get a great job and possible benefits and this, that, and the other. Never really stopping to ask ourselves, you know, uh, what are the most innate gifts that I have and how do I align that to the appropriate vocation right. or the appropriate um, work that I can do in a great way? You know, because we all can do a lot of good things. Like, you know, I, yeah. I'm very multi I'm multi-talented. Yeah. God gifted yes. me to be a multi-talented individual. And, and I used to say that it was both a blessing and a curse because <laughs> it was so difficult. Sure. For me to pick the one thing. 
But yeah. one of the things that I fully realized today that I, I coach all my clients on is that you got to focus. And I borrow the acronym from John Lee Dumas. And he says that focusing is on following one course until success. And even when we look at that story of Elijah and Elijah, there was one course that that Elijah was and he was a stalker. He wouldn't he wouldn't leave. Yeah. Right. You know, but and 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 it and you followed it, he followed it until the end. Until, until the it end. was his time, until it was his moment. It wasn't a microwave situation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so how do we as leaders instill into that next generation that it's a process, it's a journey. I like what Les Brown says. He says that the only difference between a dollar bill and a tree is the process. Yeah. How do we how do we get them to understand it's a process to uh, the success that you want to truly experience. Sure. So I, I I think that one of the ways Elijah was able to get Elisha to understand the process was to bring him close, right? Because there are some things that it becomes difficult to learn from a distance. Now, certainly there's a lot you can learn from a distance, but, but I'm going off of what you said when we see potential in someone when we see seeds of greatness in the next generation um pull them close and let them see what happens behind the veil but behind the curtain and so you know i have a lot of young men that wait a minute you know not to cut you off but does behind the veil behind the curtain requires the senior leader to be a little vulnerable. Absolutely. Absolutely. Vulnerability and transparency is key. Right. And I'm so I'm not saying that, you know, you got to tell them what's going on in your marriage and <laughs> that, that type of that type of person. Something. I'm not talking about right. that, but I'm talking about what it takes to be you. Right. So what I would do, you know, there were so many young men that would say, Dr. Ellis, I want to be just like you. I want to speak. I want to travel. You know, I, I want to reach the world. Okay, cool. So what I would do, um, I would, hey man, meet me. I'm going to speak at um, Shabazz High School in Newark. Meet me there. Or I'm going to uh, preach at a particular church. Meet me there. And man, I'm like, all right, listen, let's grab these books because we got product that we're going to sell, Right. Okay, we we're in the in the back room, whether we're in a classroom before I go out into the gymnasium or whether we're in a pastor study before I go out to preach. All right. Listen, man, this is how I prepare. You know, um, you know, this is how I pray. This is what I focus on, you know, and, and we've even been checking in all week so that they know, you know, Dr. Ellis, he ain't out. He ain't out on the golf club or the golf course, you know, because he's got some big assignments coming up this weekend that require not for me to just show up like it's magic that I'm so good. No, but I got to put in the work mm. so that when I do stand on a stage that I have something of quality to right. be able to share with, with other people. Um, even, but even for those that were uh, even close to me, I have three young men uh, that, have become sons as a result of 
of the work that I was doing with Tide to Greatness. And so these young men, we've connected and developed a very, very personal relationship. But, you know, sometimes they travel with me, not just locally, but we'll get on a plane and go somewhere. And so if we're leaving, you know, the hotel, like if, if I'm coming out of my hotel room, you know, I tell them the importance, man, speak to speak to that woman that's coming in to clean this room. We not we not walking out being grand because we getting ready to speak for Bishop Jakes. Man, speak to that woman, mm-hmm. right? Because that's somebody's mother. That's mm-hmm. a hardworking woman putting in an honest day's work. Be kind to people, love people. We getting in this Uber, speak to the person that's driving you. Be nice, be kind. You know, it's those things that I'm like behind the scenes. Like, listen, if you come to my table, you are kind to everyone. You are speaking to everyone. I'm not a rock star. You're not, Dr. Ellis is coming through. Dr. Ellis, no, 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 no. Slow down. If it's me signing a book, um, if it's me praying for a, a, a woman who's who's bringing her son to the stage for me to just have a moment with her son. Sometimes a woman will come and her son will be on the phone. No, get, give me that phone. Let me have that moment because right. I might not ever see that woman again. Hmm. I might not ever have a chance to personally touch the life of her son like I can in this moment. People matter. Wow. And so, you know, if you feel your call to this, then let me show you what it really takes. Mm-hmm. And it's more than lights, camera, action when it's game time. Right. So I think that that's important. If we're going to teach the next generation that you show them what it takes, you know, that you show them to be a physician. You're not home every night for dinner or you might be on um, out to dinner with your family and you get a call because your patient has just gone into labor. You know, this this is the rigor of an entrepreneur. It just ain't sexy that I'm posting all this stuff on Instagram and, you know, people think that I'm balling. But no, it's a lot of work. I'm talking to vendors. I'm following up on leads. I'm researching new opportunities. I'm I'm paying bills. I'm uh, managing my social media. I'm working with my admin. I'm I'm building a team. I'm it's all of that. And I think sometimes when we only show the next generation uh, the sexy part about what we do, um, I think we give them a false reality of what it takes to be great. Which and, is what know, social I, media does, right? Just it, it typically does. only shows the, the sexy part, right? It does. The, the, the arrival. That that's it. But no, it's real sacrifice. Like I was even saying, even in my message on Sunday. You know, as I I was doing research on Kobe Bryant, I mean, he has five championship rings, but they were saying that even when he was 18, he was shooting free throws like two hours before the game in the dark in a gym. And then even when he was a a star on the Lakers, he was still the first one to make it to practice, even when he was injured. Like you would think I'm so good, man. I don't have to go to practice. No, but the greats know it's in your daily disciplines. Daily it's in your, your daily routines. Yeah. So we don't skip practice. We don't think that we've arrived, that we still practice and we still mm-hmm. study 
and we still put the time in behind the scenes so that when the lights do come on, that we can really show our greatness. That's good. That's good. Y'all see what happens when I bring on speakers and preachers. <laughs> we we at 50 minutes. Oh, and so man. The, first, the first point I gathered was that first we need to, you know, see, like recognize yeah. the possibility, the potential yeah. in that next generation individual. The second right. thing is to bring them close. You know, once you right. recognize, pull them in if, if they have a desire, right? Yes. If they have a desire to come in and yeah. to learn and really want to see what it's all about. And so let's let's give one more thing that we as leaders today can do to invest in the next generation. And we have five minutes. Okay. So I will um I'll 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 leave this last gem. Um I think that success is not success without a successor, right? So in all that you achieve um, as a professional, um, the, the advanced degrees, the awards, the accolades, um, all the things you've done, you've traveled and accomplished so many, you know, the, the salaries and bonuses and, and, you know, salaries that far exceed what your parents could have ever dreamt of. But without a successor, that's still failure, right? So we haven't done our job if we're the only ones that had success. And so I just want to to just reiterate, to, to underscore that as powerful as Elijah was, it wasn't enough for him to just have been a successful prophet. But there was an intentionality and he was deliberate in training the next generation that was coming behind him. And because he did, listen, that's work, that's sacrifice, that's time. And I know you like, look, I'm busy. I got a wife. I got our husband. I got kids. I got responsibilities. I got my brand. But but when you do, your legacy lives on. E- Elisha goes on to not just do what Elijah did, but he did twice as much. Wow. And in all that he accomplished, the credit goes to Elijah. So even with even with like Jesus says, "Hey, I'm going to his disciples. Hey, I'm going to my father. I'm about to roll up out of here." But greater works. Greater. Shall works. You? And so with the works that the apostles have done and it's it's gone on over 2000 years later but the credit still belongs to who to Jesus Christ so as a mentor your legacy never dies as long as it's instilled in those that are coming behind you so Be make delivered. the time make the sacrifice because in the end it's it's worth it wow wow in the end it's it's worth it worth it it's worth it. Wow. Well, this has been a great episode to end the Black History Month series. I mean, each guest each week has been a tremendous, tremendous value to the podcast. So before we leave, you know, let people know how can they stay connected to you and uh, contact you or and learn more about you. What's the way to do that? The best way to uh, to stay on uh to stay up with what Dr. Ellis is doing is to follow me um, at Dr. Alex Ellis on all forms of social media. So that's D-R-A-L-E-X-E-L-L-I-S. So that's on LinkedIn. 
that's on Twitter, that's on IG, that's on Facebook. And stay up with what I'm doing. Uh, we're, you know, working on some incredible things that are going to be coming down the pike in the very near future. Uh, I am following uh, my brother's footsteps, and I will be launching a podcast this year. Okay. So uh, be on the lookout for that and some other training, uh, virtual trainings that I'm going to be hosting. I host um, a speaker boot camp called Speak Up. And so it has been in person for the last several years. And so now we're vir- uh, we're moving that to a virtual platform. Mm-hmm. And so we're excited about that as well. So uh, stay tuned. There's more to come. Now, I know you also have a book or two or three or four. I don't know how many, but I know you have written. So, so uh, yes. So uh, my first um, initial piece, uh, my book is Restoring the Male Image. So if there is a man in your life Um, whether he's your husband, whether it's a nephew, whether it's your son. Uh, This book teaches a holistic approach to image, right? So being a custom clothier, so many men were asking me, you know, uh, how do I improve my wardrobe? How do I take my style to the next level? And this book gives that. Um, So it's what to wear to a wedding, what's appropriate for a funeral, um, all of those fashion uh, tips and insight. But it also teaches a holistic approach. And so it shows you how to just not look well on the outside, but to make sure that even as a man, you're whole on the inside. Because Mm -hmm. I really believe the real image of a man begins from the inside out. So you can pick up that book. And then we have another book on personal branding that's going to be coming out as well. And so, of course, um, my gracious fraternity brother will host me. Uh, I'm prophetically speaking. Uh, <laughs> when we launch the book, I love to come back in to share more about that. Uh, it's right in line with uh, your whole focus and vision on branding. And so I believe it'll be a blessing to your audience. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Doc, I so appreciate you taking the time out to spend almost an hour with me this evening for the podcast. I appreciate you and Yes, we'll have you back. You know, I'm, there's so much we could have talked about tonight. Yeah. We would have needed probably half a day, you know. Sure. So uh, I definitely appreciate you. Those of you who are listening on the audio version of the podcast, I thank you for listening. Hey, leave us a rating or review. If you have not already subscribed, all you have to do is go to Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, any of your favorite platforms. And just type in maximize your brand and it'll pop up and you can subscribe to the podcast. Leave us leave us a rating or review. Let us know what you thought about this particular episode, because I'm always trying to do better episodes and give you the most value content that you desire to listen to each and every week. I'm always appreciative of your listening. I'm always appreciative of your support. We are on a mission to help individuals to live out their purpose in a loud way. We're on a mission to help you to uncover that in which you're called to do and learn how to leverage that to create the life that you crave. I'm for sure that I'm in purpose. Now I know I'm just reaching out to help those of you who are ready to be in your greater alignment of purpose. And so we look forward to you coming back and joining us next week for another episode of Maximize Your Brand with Markeith Braden.